Welcome to the point after on WDVE Pittsburgh. Missy Matthews. Greg Wolfley. Bill Hillgrove. The entire Steelers radio broadcast team is here to break down the last game. Here's your host, Missy Matthews. Everybody, good evening and welcome to the point after coming to you live from the WDVE studios. It was not a pretty game at Heinz Field for the Steelers home opener. They start 0-2, but the big news, guys, we are going to start with quarterback Ben Roethlisberger, right elbow injury. He has been ruled out for the season. Billy, I'll start with you. Just initial reaction to losing a franchise quarterback, a future Hall of Famer in Roethlisberger. It probably won't settle in until later in the week. But, uh, you know, we're so used to Ben being there and Ben being the leader of this offense that uh, him not being around is going to be totally different. Uh, Fortunately, uh, the stage was not too big for uh, Mason Rudolph. I think he gave a good account of himself. And, uh, you know, it doesn't surprise a lot of people who are close to him. He's a great preparer. Um, You know, he takes it seriously. And uh, he was ready. But, uh, unfortunately for Ben, uh, his season is over. Now, you know that begs the question: Is his career over? I hope not. Yeah, I, you know, I, I, I'm really disappointed because you know Ben came into camp. He was in great shape. He had a uh, a great camp. Uh, you know, he started out slow, but all of a sudden he started uh, heating up in the second quarter. At the end of the second quarter, and I said on the broadcast, I said, "Oh, there he is. That's what we've been waiting for." And then, uh, and then all of a sudden. He gets hurt, uh, and I feel bad for him because he looks like, he, and in his uh, uh, statement today, he said he was devastated, uh, and, uh, you know, I, I, I can see that. But uh, to Billy's point, the cupboard's not bare. Yeah, I, I, I like Mason Rudolph. I, I like his footwork. I like the, uh, the amount of oomph he puts on a ball and his accuracy. It's going to be interesting because if, uh, you know, if, Mason is the future. This is going to accelerate his uh, his growth process. You know, my first thought was, we're not in Kansas anymore, Toto. I mean, this is different ground. It's a whole new brave world out there without him. And my first thought was watching this. I'm thinking to myself, we haven't seen this, but for in 2010 or 11, when you know the, the the suspension and stuff like that. But other than that, Ben is extremely durable and tough. And right. You know, I, I just I thought, thinking about it, I'm thinking, what is this going to look like? And fortunately, again, like you said, the cupboard was not bare. The yeah. stage was not too big. And Mason was able to be productive and, and do what he needed to do. But I worried about him when I saw him not come out. I worried even more when I saw no ice on it. I couldn't figure out. I'm like, there's something there, and I'm not catching it. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you're not icing it, but you've you've hurt something, Yeah. what does that mean? So. Right. You know, just all that coming out was just enough to, like, go, whoa, this is just not a good thing. To go uh, to your point of how durable Ben Roethlisberger is, the last game that number seven missed due to an injury was week seven of 2016. If you guys remember, that was when we hosted the Patriots at Heinz Field. Landry Jones got the start. The Steelers did lose that game 27-16, to but... It just feels like he is always there. It, it, maybe there's an injury here or there. He always gets the vet stays on Wednesday, but we are used to having him there. Yeah, I, I remember one Cleveland game when Landry was starting in place of Ben, and only Cleveland could screw that up by knocking Landry out of the game, having Ben come on and right. set some kind of records, you know, <laughs> during that game and lead the Steelers to victory. You're like going, well, that's a Cleveland move. Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, here is uh, Tunch alluded to it. Ben Roethlisberger released a statement just a few hours ago, and he said, quote, I've been informed that I need season-ending surgery excuse me, on my elbow to continue playing football at the level that I expect. This is shocking and heartbreaking to me to miss this much of the season, and I feel like I am letting so many people down. I can only trust God's plan, but I can, am completely determined to battle through this challenge and come back stronger than ever next season. The Steelers committed three years to me this offseason, and I fully intend to honor my contract and reward them with my championship-level play. I will do all I can to support Mason and the team this season to help win games. I love this game, my teammates, the Steelers organization and fans, and I feel in my heart that I have a lot left to give, end quote. So I think maybe putting to rest, as you said, Billy, is this it for Ben Roethlisberger? As we stand here today, he is saying, no, no. that's not true. And the suspicion was on a lot of people's minds that um, it would be Tommy John surgery, and I understand it's not. Uh, because Tommy John surgery takes a long time yeah. to come back from. Yeah, my my son-in-law had Tommy John. He was a baseball pitcher. He was in the Giants organization, and he got Tommy Johned. You know, and so those those are that's a tough surgery. You know, the only thing is that surgery at thirty-seven is tough. You know, third. You know, thirty-seven is thirty-seven. Yeah, George. yeah. It's better than the number I carry around. Right. Right. Well. Well. None of us but well, Missy are on the on the young side yeah. here. <laughs> well, I got my shoulder done two years ago at 60, and it feels pretty good. Hey, I got a new knee in February. That's great, let me tell you. So, Wolf is moving and grooving with yeah, that yeah, new knee. That's right. Yeah, but can someone cut you? No, no. I mean, uh, I, I, I couldn't take any shot to the knee, that's yeah. for sure. I was 69 when I got my knee done. Yeah. So there's hope even for us old folks. <laughs> <laughs> now, of course, the Steelers did place Ben Roethlisberger on the reserve injured list to take his place. They promoted Devlin Hodges, who was on the Steelers practice squad. We all know him from the preseason, kind of that fourth quarterback arm, who I do think impressed a lot of people. Uh, he was promoted to the 53-man roster. So I'm sure there might be some workouts from other quarterbacks. If they are, there are guys they are interested to possibly bring in this week, we'll have to, to wait and see because traditionally, guys – Billy, you know this. The Steelers like to have three quarterbacks. You know, I, I, I how binding are the XFL contracts? Because I'd ask Landry to come back. That's you, a possibility. You know, I'd ask Landry to come back because he knows the offense. He's played. Uh, he'd be a great, uh, you know, backup for uh, Chuck Batch. Looks like he's in pretty good shape. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I asked. I asked Chuck that, uh, right I after did. our show. I said, I "Hey, Chuck, him. you." You, you coming back? He goes, no. <laughs> <laughs> so where do we go from here, I guess? You know you know he's out for the season. He said it. Coach Tomlin said it. Is this almost, Wolf, a good thing that the players aren't, maybe not a Drew Brees situation where they're being told due to his thumb injury, it's about six weeks. So you don't know when he's coming back or if he's coming back. This one, you know. No question about it. I think it's it's good that it's declared. It's done. So now you don't have that lingering, is he going to be back? Is he, does he put extra pressure on himself and maybe, uh, maybe screw that elbow up even more? No, you, you don't want that. You know, we saw that with Bradshaw. We lived through that. Yeah. You know, and with Bradshaw, he had the cope in the minor bird on the elbow. I, I'll never forget that as long <laughs> yeah. as I live. <laughs> exactly. You know, Billy? So, I mean, we don't want to bring the minor bird out of retirement. Right. And <laughs> certainly for, for Ben, I but think he, it's but, better. But the minor bird – 
is an expert in elbows. Yeah, well, it does. It, yeah, maybe you want to get a little reading from him. Yeah. Well, you guys were both on the field when that happened, weren't you? Uh, I was not. It, he got hurt in uh, um, uh, in Seattle, but I found out that he hurt his shoulder in Seattle, and then the next year he, he hurt. He he got his elbow worked on. And uh, that was 82, yeah, right? Yeah, right. And then 83. Yeah. 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 So and 83, was he was done. Yeah. 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 So we were, we were there uh, for his last football game. Uh, you know, he didn't throw a ball all season long in camp and he started uh, for the Jets game at Shea stadium. The last game at Shea stadium, we were going to, it was against the New York sack exchange and we were going to run the ball away from Klecko. Klecko was the nose tackle and he was offset and, uh, all he did was uh, he, he just kept throwing the ball. And he threw a, a, a touchdown pass to Greg Garrity, and then he threw one to Calvin Sweeney. I was wrong. You were right. Uh, the last touchdown pass was to Calvin Sweeney. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought it was to Greg Garrity. Well, the last pass was to Greg Garrity, I was told. No. I th- that not, that's not true? Well, It's uh, a trivia question. Uh, yeah. I know that. It goes back and yeah, forth. Yeah, we, 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 we've been uh, trying I'm, to figure it out. I don't know. Honestly, I was up to my ear balls and uh, well, you yeah, know, I was with Marty we Lines at that time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, you can't remember who the, caught the dead. It was the New thing. York Sack Exchange. Yeah, that, <laughs> yeah, that speaks for itself. Klecko, Salam, Marty Lines, and Joe Klecko. Well, I remember yeah. distinctly too because I had the worst, the most flagrant foul in NFL history. Yeah, that's right. I followed uh, Ben, Rudolph ben Rudolph coming around. Him. Yeah. Because, you know, it was just one of those things that the mantra was, you do not let Bradshaw get yeah, hit. Yeah, that's right. And I got into trouble because Bike, I, kick, I let, scratch. yeah, I got Marty Lyons kick. in between you and me. Yeah. Remember? And I kind—I tried to kill Marty with a punch. I kind of missed. And then when Rudolph came around, I tackled him. Just yeah. flat out. <laughs> tackled him. And it was, but I didn't get called. The flag the did not fly? Did not fly. It was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it was, you know, they were a little more lenient yeah. in our days. <laughs> that, that wasn't really holding. That was more like tackling. Well, then my question <laughs> is, with that pass interference on Terrell Edmonds yesterday? No, I would have never been called in the no. old days. And, it and, wasn't called yesterday. Yeah, I know. And, uh, uh, you know, it shouldn't. You know, I hate instant replay. Uh, I, I've always hated it. As a player, I hated it. Uh, you know, because of instant replay, they've changed the rules. They go chapter, verse for rules. You know, we know what pass interference is. We know what holding is. Uh, do you ha- do you have to have a, a rule list to describe it? And uh, you know, I remember what Chuck said that when he was a- he was against instant replay too, and he said, "Well, uh, it's probably going to fix the rule, some of the missed calls." And Chuck says, what if it doesn't? What if it doesn't? Well, he said way back in 87, he said, the further this game moves from human interaction yeah. uh, to that of machinery or something of that nature, the, the worse it's, it's going to be. Yeah, technology. It's yeah. going to be. And he was right. I mean, yeah. the man was, was prophetic about it because now we, we don't know what a catch is. Yeah. We don't know what pass interference is. We don't know what proper coverage entails. Yeah. Um, we know that you can't. You got to go to the ground with the ball in the end zone when it used to be just break the plane. And make you got to make a football move. move. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. you're going to go there, Tom. <laughs> being, being tackled is a football move. Being tackled is a football move. Draw me that move. picture. Yeah. yeah, what is a football move? Yeah. Terrell Edmonds was very upset after the game in the locker room yesterday uh, about that call or not, no call, whatever you would like to call it. But Joe Hayden spoke a lot. And Joe Hayden's one of those guys that I think just, you know, really sums up things very nicely. And he basically said, 
if you're an offense, why wouldn't you take a shot just for the chance that you might get the passer interference if it's challenged or they call it or they review it or someone throws yeah. a flag because you have a better chance than it not. It's always going to go against the defense, he kind of felt like. And did not Joe Flacco make a career out of that? He just sure throw the long ball high yeah. and let somebody, you know, tangle up with somebody else. And I don't know. Uh, so to me, They've got to really start to separate what is and isn't or provide standards of some sort of what, what interference is. Well, there's a school of thought that this challenge on the pass interference will disappear yeah. after this year. I, I think it so. will. I'll tell you another thing. How about relaxing the holding calls? Yeah. All right, enough on the fat guys. All right, let's <laughs> give them a little, a little room here, man. I mean, that you've got flags flying every series practically. Yeah. You know, I mean, you, you need a little break there. Yeah. Do you feel like that call yesterday after they, they reviewed it changed the game for the Steelers? It, absolutely. It, it, You're it, talking it, about the, the interfer- pass, pass interference? Yeah. yeah, it absolutely no did. Yeah, it, it, it was ridiculous. A 38-yard penalty in the yeah. fourth quarter? Yeah, and, and it's not ridiculous because they changed the call. It is ridiculous that they had the opportunity to change the call because it happened so fast. Right. Uh, they were they were both bumping. They were both physical. They were both flying around, and uh, – you know, they said Terrell Owens turned him, and he did. But when you Edmonds. slow – or Terrell Edmonds, what did I say? Owens. Owens, yeah. It's okay. Terrell Edmonds, <laughs> when, you know, <laughs> yeah. When when Terrell Edmonds turned him, you couldn't see it in real time. Right. But when you slow it down, you can't see it. So that's – to me, that's not worthy of a no. penalty. No, it's not at all. I, I just – that really bothered me because that really created the the two point yeah difference that that or four point whatever it was that that you know we came down to twenty eight twenty six for crying out loud, you know I mean. No referee should determine the final outcome, yeah, especially on a no call that and suddenly it, becomes a call because you can you, you got some guy up there who says I can judge intent. I think you that know? holds true for any sport, not just football. No official should ever determine the outcome. Oh yeah, like especially in eating contests. But they do. I guess in all sports they do. do. No eating contests, they don't. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, you either eat all uh, all the stuff in front of you, you don't, Chaluch. Hey Wolf, have you ever thought about going to the Nathan's thing on July Fourth? You know what? I'm 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 not a crammer. I'm a grazer. I I put my money on you. (laughs) There was a time when I I might have been able to do some damage there, but I am more of a grazer now. Might be good news on James Conner. Right. Yes, speaking of other injuries. Billy, what did you hear? Well, I I heard that it's not as serious, and I think he said on his radio show today uh, that uh, he thinks he'll play Sunday. That was one where I know he was questionable to return, and Wolf and I kept watching him down on the sidelines, and they started putting the ice pack on the back of the knee, and you could just tell in his face he, it, he was in a lot of pain. So that is good news. You don't want to lose Ben in the same week and not potentially have, have James Conner in terms of a run game that they really need to get going. They sure do. So what did he actually do to his team? Did he MCL sprain? Or They're just calling it a knee injury. Maybe we'll find out more tomorrow. I wonder Coach if it's Tomlin a hyperextension. Talks. I think it's a bruise. You think? Something tells me it's a bruise. Okay. I, I, I'll settle for a bruise. Because a hyperextension, it feels like, because I've had that before, it feels like you can play, and then it comes down to it, and it, doesn't, it, it just doesn't come around that quick. You know I mean? It's, it's not that long. But when you get a good hyperextension, it feels like your knee is really loose. Right. You yeah. Know, and and, and same thing with an MCL sprain. I've never had an MCL yeah, sprain. I, I've had uh, a couple. 
All right, we are going to take a quick break here on the point after when we return here from Mason Rudolph today in the locker room talking about taking over as the Steelers' starting quarterback. We'll be right back. Everybody, it's Missy Matthews with Bill Hillgrove, Tunch Ilkin, and Crave, Craig Wolfley. Sorry, Wolf, I had a mouthful there. Uh, we are back with the point after to break down all things Steelers from their loss in the home opener. Obviously, the big news today, Ben Roethlisberger out for the remainder of the 2019 season. Before the last break, we talked briefly about James Conner dealing with a knee injury. Billy said the good news is it looks like he'll be good to go for the game in San Francisco. A few other injuries to note. Vince Williams, who did not play much in that game, he is dealing with a hamstring injury. Sean Davis, another injury for him a shoulder injury that left him out of the last part of the game and also Anthony Ciccolo dealing with plantar fasciitis. So a few key injuries that we are going to have to keep an eye on this week. Coach Tomlin, as we said, has his press conference at noon on Tuesday. Hopefully we'll learn a little bit more, but Sean Davis touch just doesn't seem to stay uh, healthy this season, which is a shame because I really think that him and Terrell Edmonds were we're kind of on the brink of doing great things. Oh yeah, when they they play well together, they play well off each other, and uh, you know, um, you 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 want Sean in there, uh, and the two of them together, uh, they do they do they they fly to the ball, they don't make mistakes when they're with one another, because they they communicate well, and so you know I, I I'm I'm really disappointed that Sean got hurt again. I think a lot of the times these guys can, you know, one can drop down, the other can go high, the other guy can go high, the other can drop down. Yeah, they I mean, can both. They can they, they can both play strong. Right. They can play both play the box. They can both play free. Yeah, why say it in three words when you can say it in thirty-five like me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Billy, yesterday I know we were talking so much about that green dot that the defensive quarterback was wearing in New England. It was T.J. Watt. Yesterday to start the game, it was Vince Williams. Then it went to Mark Barron. Is it being made too much of it, or is it a big deal that maybe they don't have that guy who is being the defensive quarterback for the team? You hear Coach Tomlin talk just about every week about communication, especially on defense, how important it is. Uh, but it doesn't have to be through that helmet, I don't believe. I think there's nonverbal communication yeah. that players develop. You guys had it, I'm sure. Yeah, we 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 didn't have a dot. We we <laughs> no. we, we, we we had hand signals. No, you did have that earpiece at one time oh, up yeah, in Minnesota. That, Remember yeah, that? Yeah, that was yeah, but it, it was all crazy. Well, it had elevator music. Yeah, in your, no, your, it was your, it was uh, it <laughs> so was it didn't like help. yeah, it was it was supposed to help with the I crowd noise. I remember when you were standing out on the field, we were playing up in Minnesota, and it was one of these. They were just trying it out, you know, early uh, earpieces where you hear the yeah. quarterback's voice. So it only had. You and somebody else, I think. Yeah, me and the tackle, the, just the tackles. Yeah, were, just the yeah. tackles. So, so I remember Tunch banging it. And he goes, "This stupid thing is playing like like elevator no, it music was, or something." It was in my just, ear. <laughs> or the static. Yeah. Are you sure it wasn't the New England Patriots broadcasting? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> all, all the way back, all the way in Minneapolis. <laughs> but but back then, New England didn't cheat. Uh, <laughs> they weren't the cheatriots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. As we said, the big news today, Ben Roethlisberger out for the remainder of the season with a right elbow injury. Next man up, as Coach Tomlin likes to say, is Mason Rudolph. As you can imagine, he was uh, drew, quite a, drew quite a crowd today during the open locker room portion for the media. Let's take a listen to number two. 
Did you think about this at all when you got home last night? Did you think, wow, yeah. this, this is pretty real? This yeah, I mean, of course I thought about it. Yeah, no, I mean, I, uh, yeah, I, I, I was waiting on the word from whoever, the, what may that be, the trainer or coaches. But, uh, you know, I, I've, uh, I've, you know, you got you to gotta react to adversity. And, and uh, you know, I, it's, you're, you're, I'm, I'm getting to play football and getting to, you know, fulfill a dream and, and uh, continue this at this level. And I'm, I'm excited to do that. How much will you lean on him trying to pick his brain as you're going through this? As much as he lets me. I, I mean, I, I uh, you know, you, it, when you're the backup, you don't ever want to overburden the starter with questions. And But he's been great with answering them. And, and uh, our, our relationship's definitely seems to have grown this year uh, with, with just like anything. When I, when I was a starter in Oklahoma State, you're not going to be best buddies with the, the new freshman. You're, you're, you're just not. He's younger. And so, but he's, he's done a great job of kind of opening up to myself and the rest of the guys in the room. What about Jason, you, followed, you followed every step of your career. You followed a guy before you, but is it different replacing a guy that's, he's been doing this since you were in elementary school? Yeah, I mean, he, he's a legend. He's a future Hall of Famer and uh, unbelievable player and, and uh, I learned. I truly do learn something every week from him, whether that be communication-wise or just his creativity and no huddle. Um, he's a great player, and, and you know, I'm gonna, like I said, to, you know, my man over here. I'm going to continue to lean on him and, and uh, you know, try to meet with him as much as I can during the week. Uh, you know, however available he is. And that was Mason Rudolph in the Steelers locker room earlier this afternoon. Guys, he held court for about 11 to 12 minutes. Uh, if you do want to hear the full interview, it is on Steelers.com right now. But another thing that wasn't in the portion that we just played that I liked, he was talking about the adjustments at halftime. He wasn't sure at that point if Ben was going in or not. He said he wanted to stay ready, but he said he went through the list of plays and remembered that before the game, he starred the ones that he liked. Yeah. Ben gets to do that with Randy every night before the game. But Mason said in terms of always preparing to be the starter, he did that as well and was like, okay, I know I will like this, this, and this. So as soon as they got out on the field and they knew it was going to be him, he went to Randy and said, here's what I like. Well, that's just – that's great preparation and anticipation. That's what you do. You know, the very fact that that Randy Feetner allowed him to throw the flea flicker, are you kidding me? That's something that you put on the shelf normally. You get a backup quarterback in there, you're like, yeah, Zooks, don't let him run the – the trickeration place, but they came out <laughs> with it, and and he did a great job. Oh yeah, and and uh, um, and and James did a great job tossing it oh, back yeah. to him. I mean, it was the cutback uh, toss, and they've seen that before. So all all the linebackers and the safeties bit, and then all of a sudden it was tossed back to. But think uh, about the danger to have a young guy with another young guy, frankly, with. With James Conner and, and saying, "Yeah, go for it." I mean, that ta- that's that's good. Yeah, OC and in my mind, I, you know, but I don't see it as as uh, as dangerous because it's not like a flea flicker that you throw out to the flat. It's not the it, flat. Yeah, it's just but it's just coming back. back. But yeah. he's standing back there. He's watching. You can see the blitz. You can get lost in there. Right. You know how it is when you're a young guy. Yeah. Sometimes the things all of a sudden it overwhelms you and you get nothing done. You know, I I I don't think. Um, Mason reminds me of a young guy, the way he's played throughout the training camp agree. and the way he played in preseason and the way he played yesterday. Uh, he would have had a, over 100 QBR if uh, Dante Moncrief didn't set that ball up for an interception. You know, so I, I was very impressed with his decision-making, with the way he carried out fakes. On, on the play-action pass, he looked like Boomer Sison, bent over the ball, 
and then uh, hit. Uh, uh, well, he carried out the complete yeah, play he, thing, yeah, he, which is something that young guys oftentimes, you know, well, feeling today, a little under duress. You know, and and he had his back to the. He he kept his back to the defense, which tells me he's fearless. Yeah, you know, most uh, quarterbacks want to get their head around fast and look downfield. And keep in mind, last year as a rookie, he didn't get many snaps. Not yeah. not at all, really. But he's still prepared. Yeah. And how did he do that? Virtual reality. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah that's, that's crazy. They would, they would tape some of the stuff of Ben with the first-team offense and almost project it in a conference room for him to go through the progressions to – it was almost like he could see what Ben was seeing. Yeah. And that he would put in that work well after practice was over, meetings were over, guys ate dinner, left for the day. Mason stayed and, and worked on that. Yeah, you know, and Mason was uh, was so studious in the offseason and so uh, and, and, and such a hard worker. You know, he, 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 he talked about working on his footwork. And, you know, Sean Payton says uh, a quarterback is built uh, built from the ground up. And, you know, you could see the value. And I showed you, Missy, mm-hmm. today on, uh, on, on uh, Chalk Talk, you know, the way he sets his feet and the way – because he sets his feet so quick, the ball comes out quicker. Because he sets his feet so quick, he's got more oomph on the ball. And uh, because he sets his feet so quick, he is more accurate. I mean, he is – I'm, I'm – you know, I'm not worried about – look, I, 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 I hate to see Ben hurt. You know, I hate to see him. Well, hurt. let's let's go Allen Fanica. I'd rather have Ben. Yeah. We'd all rather have Ben. Yeah, okay? but but it's but but, <laughs> but we don't got Ben. We, I understand. Well, hello, yes. Yeah. I understand. Well, what you said. Well, saying, let's go Allen Fanica. What I'm saying. I'm just. You remember when Allen was asked right. a question about Tommy? Uh, uh, Tommy, Tommy Maddox. Maddox right. Yeah. And and of course, I just thought it was funny because Allen's like, well, yeah, I'd rather have you know Tommy just because he's the older guy. He's the guy that you've been to and been there with. But certainly. When Mason came out, what a great job he did, and I and I say that in jest about with uh, with Alan Fanica, but truly because you you've got this young man. One of the things he impressed me was that screen, middle screen or screenless right. screen to Vance McDonald. I mean, Vance went to fake. He slides into the middle. There's there's a defender in between uh, uh, Vance and 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 Mason. And what's he do? He waits. He waits. That's a clear little bit. Then he goes sidearm with a sidearm launch point and gets the ball to. You, you Vance. know what? He he almost threw it at his feet, and then he pulled it back, and he yeah. let and he let Vance exactly. Get, get he didn't back. panic. Yeah, he didn't I mean, panic. That's, I was no, really I, impressed I, with that. He didn't panic, and uh, it was it was terrific patience. But you know what, um, Wolf? To your point, Ben was a rookie when Tommy Maddox got hurt. Right. Mason is a second year guy. And I think his teammates trust him more because of the fact that he's in his second year, because he spent the whole off season, whole off season learning the offense, because he's worked so diligently. Yeah, he's a guy that uh, really shows. No question. Guys. I was just echoing the great Alan Fanica. Yeah, no, I know. Or something. You know, I thought it'd be a chuckle, and instead. We got an argument. That's not the point. We got an argument. <laughs> well, let me break it up then. Billy, did he exceed your expectations, and if so, why? No, because I saw him twice live <laughs> against, against the University of Pittsburgh. <laughs> yeah. And and when I talked to him uh, on one of the road trips in the preseason, I said, uh, you kicked my butt twice. He says, no, not twice. That one in Oklahoma City, uh, or uh, Stillwater, 
He said that was a, a great game. Now he came to Heinz Field and yeah, yeah. He, he had his yeah probably one of his best days of his whole career. Yeah. No, it didn't surprise me. I I think the guy again. I go back to the original point. The stage was not too big. I think we saw that this preseason too, and I think that's why he won the backup job. You heard Coach Tomlin talk so much about his consistency and his confidence and his communication, using all those c words. But I do think that that is what that's how he stood apart from Josh Dobbs in terms of winning that job. And of course, it was just last week we were talking about Josh Dobbs being traded to Jacksonville. But yeah, I mean, it, Mason he he was declared the backup, and ready or not, here we go. You know. He has not played poorly yet this year. He Are you going to knock on one now? Yeah, no, no, I don't. I, I'm not superstitious. Uh, he he didn't play. He he played really well in the preseason, and he continued that streak yesterday in the second half. So I'm I'm really confident in him. I would agree. I mean, right now he's done nothing that makes you think he can't handle the job. You know, I mean, it's it's been nice to see him have that preseason. Now everything is real, and everything is now. We're also going to get the opportunity to see what defensive coordinators are going to come up with when they get a book on him. Yeah, well, most you know. people have never played that position. Don't realize that it's very, very difficult to yeah. look down the field while people are trying to take your head off. Yeah, <laughs> I, I know. Mean, I could I, never read coverages. I think that's the toughest thing in sports. Yeah, Billy, I could never read coverages from where I was at. Uh, yeah, <laughs> because you're too short. <laughs> Well, here's a legit O-line question since we have two of you in the room. How does this change for the Steelers' offensive line? Does it change at all? No, I don't think it does. Uh, Can I, I, I tell you this, though? Right. When when they heard Ben was done, I believe this in my heart, every guy goes, okay, buckle up harder. Because you know how that is, Chaluch. Yeah. We all got to take up a bigger load. Everybody's got to pull 1% more. Right. Because you're not – you have this thing with, with, with Bradshaw and with Ben, you have this thought – no matter how bad it gets, we still got a chance. Right. I mean, this guy can pull our fannies out of any fire, right? Well, it ain't that way now. And you understand, you, you can't unload all that on Mason. Right. You've got to come up no, and start play taking well. yes. And that's yeah. the only thing I would say. You take that big gulp when you know it's you. Right. I do think now that you say that, it was Dave DeCastro, the Baltimore game, when Josh Dobbs had to come in. I think he said after the game, I didn't even know Ben wasn't in there. Right. You just, right. you, just you just go with what works. Because yeah. all you do is you know you've got a job to do, and you do that job until the whistle blows. That's when he threw the 22-yard pass. Yeah. Yep. Well, if if David didn't know that uh, uh, the Ben was not in there, he wasn't paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> Don't quote me. I think it was him, but I could. Be. it was definitely one of the linemen said <laughs> it just happened so fast and they didn't realize. Yeah. It was just one play, yeah. so. All right, we are going to get ready to take another break here on The Point After. We do have to talk about yesterday's loss that have the Steelers now sitting at 0-2, getting ready for a big Week 3 West Coast trip to face San Francisco. I almost said San Diego there. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Back to The Point After on DVE. All right, we are continuing to roll along as we dissect and talk about the Steelers' 28-26 loss to the Seahawks at Heinz Field during the home opener yesterday. And Missy Matthews with Bill Hillgrove, Tunch Oaken, and Craig Wolfley. Guys, we've talked so much about pretty much everything else other than the game uh, in, in terms of Ben Roethlisberger and Mason Rudolph. So, Billy, I'll start with you. What was the most disappointing thing yesterday? 
leaving plays out on the field, uh, and I'll give you two instances. Uh, we apparently have Mark Barron running to the end zone, and then all of a sudden illegal block. And if you watch the replay, it did happen. Yeah. Uh, and the other one was Big Dan McCullers. Right. You know, you hold him to a field goal. That's a four-point swing. Uh, you lose by two. I mean, right. that, that explains itself. And it was plays like that that just, uh, you know, it, difference between winning and losing. Tunch? I, I was disappointed that they didn't run. They weren't more patient with the run. Uh, they didn't run the ball more or more effectively. Uh, they, that was my biggest disappointment because they have not done that well so far. And, you know, now you, you've got a young quarterback. I think they're going to they're gonna pound the rock a little bit more and, uh, and, and try to establish the run. And because of the way he throws the play-action pass, man – if you you start you get the run working, he's good at the play action pass. I think we're gonna see some stuff down the field from him. I think what really disappointed me was that that pass rush was so hot and heavy in the first quarter and the second quarter, but Russell started really shortening up the route, started unloading the ball, and I was just disappointed they couldn't finish. And it really wasn't as much about them as it was about Russ getting rid of the ball right faster. They were just so magnificent in that first quarter. Stephon to it. What he did to DJ Fluker yeah. should be illegal. I mean, that's that it would that was just physical assault, man. Yeah. I mean, he drove a 360-pound guy backwards like he was pushing a car up a hill. Yeah. I, it was unbelievable. And Better then, than that. Down a hill. Well, up a hill. <laughs> he, he he was moving a little bit slow. Yeah. You know, maybe. But all I'm saying is that when he threw that uppercut and spun him like a turnstile. You know, and then he came back down the middle of the guy. I, I just, I couldn't say enough good things about what I was seeing from Stefan. He was really shining. I know I'm supposed to be picking out, but I'm disappointed. So I'm disappointed <laughs> they didn't finish the, the game like that. That's it. That's fair. That's fair. Twitch, I remember you saying during the broadcast that uh, Wilson hasn't run the ball yet. Yeah. But last week against Cincinnati, he did run it in the fourth quarter. And yeah. sure enough, he and, kept and that drive quarter, alive. Yeah where they kept the ball for five minutes and 24 seconds to seal the deal. And uh, you got to tip your hat. He had a, a, an unbelievably good game. You know, one thing that uh, we don't do is we don't acknowledge him as one. When we're talking about the best quarterbacks in the league, we don't acknowledge him. Uh, we talk about Brady. We talk about Ben. We talk about Aaron Rodgers. We talk about Drew Brees, uh, Andrew Luck until he retired. Uh but uh, Patrick Mahomes, but we don't talk about uh, Russell Wilson. And he showed me some stuff. He showed me that he can beat you with his mind. He can beat you with his feet. He can beat you with his arm. Uh, and he just uh, and he can beat you with his toughness. Uh, he is a tough guy. I've seen that act before. Yeah. And forgive the Pitt comparison, but Pitt against NC State, there was a fourth and seventeen, and he converted it for them with his feet. And that allowed them to win the game. My next question for the group. We didn't talk too much about it last week. Well, maybe more last week than today. But Dante Moncrief, are we hitting the panic button just yet in terms of him? Especially now that he was a free agent, came in, got a lot of work in with Ben. Ben was very high on him. But now Ben is not the quarterback. Are you worried, Billy? Uh, well, first of all, I have to wonder if that injury is lingering, that finger. Right, from training camp. Because he's letting the ball come to his body. And that's a sign that he doesn't want to catch it out with a hands catch. Uh, but, uh, you know, you hope that he overcomes that. But right now, uh, he's got two problems. He's got the fans on his case, 
and he's got his own mind. There's got to be mush yeah. right now, and and you, you worry about that. The fact that he didn't re-show after that one that he clanged yesterday, uh, that says something a little bit about now where they're going. Um, certainly, I, I expect Deontay Johnson is starting to show in those areas that one-handed catch he made on the sidelines was, right. was absolutely spectacular. It was a great catch, solid catch. I, I'm mystified by Dante Moncrief because he's been a producer wherever he's been. And how this suddenly happens, it really, I don't know, it's mystifying. Well, it's in his head now, uh, I, I believe. And he, he's got to get it out. Uh, and, and I don't know, uh, you know, to, to Bill's point, is his finger still messed up? Uh, and what next? You right. know, what next? Uh, and, and, you know, I, I, I was a big fan. I, I loved what I saw in training camp. I loved, mm-hmm. you know, I loved his explosivity, his uh, uh, going up and getting the ball, his aggressive coming back to the ball, his speed, uh, his hops, his physicality. I, I, I was a big fan, and I am really disappointed that I haven't seen those things, those traits in him the first two games. Now, last week, he did stand tall at his locker uh, during the practice week and said, you know, the finger does hurt a little bit, but I'm not using it as an excuse, said it wasn't something that he couldn't play with. He said, I wouldn't be playing if it was an issue. Now, that was last week. And I will say yesterday after the loss, um, he was one of the first guys to come out of the locker room dressed and leaving before the media even had a chance to go in, not taking any questions. Right. Well, I don't blame him. No, I I, I don't blame him. He's at the point where maybe a sit down for a little while will be good for him. Yeah. Kind of clear the mental junk out. Right. Right. Yeah, and, and, and give and him let, that opportunity just to. And let the finger heal. Yeah. No yeah. question about it. Yeah. Well, let's talk about some positive things so we can end on a high note tonight. <clears throat> Very good. You, you <laughs> talked about the running game, Tunch. We averaged better than they did on the ground. Right. Yeah. But but they, they, ran, they rushed for over 150 yards. We rushed for 81. And uh, and if it wasn't for Benny uh, Snell, if it wasn't yeah. for Benny Snell and uh, uh, Mason Rudolph, that scramble, uh, we would be not in the 80s. We'd be down by the 50s. And they also rushed it almost twice as many times yeah, as we did. Right. You know, I I just want to I want to see a little bit more consistency with the running game. Yep. Something positive, maybe the opposite of Dante Moncrief would be Chris Boswell. I, I think because he the has got his swag. <laughs> <laughs> Tunch said he's not superstitious, Billy. <laughs> the boss has the bugaboo out of his head. Yeah, and you which know, is good for everybody. And he's uh, he's got a nice uh, leg swing. Uh, you know, just like a you know, it, it's it's not for no reason that kickers and punters play golf because the leg swing simulates. The golf swing, and uh, they they tell their wives we have to play golf because it helps our <laughs> kicking. <laughs> when, Gary Anderson when did you used become to do that. such a, a great golfer. <laughs> yeah, and, Gary and Anderson too used to say that. And they also tell their wives that the round of golf takes five and a half hours. Oh yeah, <laughs> exactly. you got to stop at number nineteen for a little mm-hmm. bit anyhow. All right, looking at other positives from the game, I mentioned Boz. Billy, what's something you take away from yesterday's win that is maybe building on something, improving from week one as they look for their first win in week three? The overall play of the defense I thought was good, although if you look at Russell Wilson's uh, pass efficiency rating, you'd say no, but I thought the defense gave a good account of itself. Um, uh, Leading tackler was Terrell Edmonds, um, and 
I think the corners played well. Right. Steve Nelson really played oh, well. Oh, I, I thought yeah. he was exceptional. And Mark Barron has really been a pleasing sight at that inside backer post. It's just too bad that Vince got hurt early. Yeah, because Vin- Vince has been playing best out of the, the three inside backers, I think. Look He's- at Stefan Tuitt. That's oh, That yeah. was big. I mean, look at the fact that the offensive line limited a pretty good front seven there to one sack and, and two quarterback hits. Again, pretty good job keeping the quarterback clean. Um, I thought Nelson was really good. I mean, that one time when he was up and uh, the receiver face-raked him and he still got the hand up and got the ball, knocked the ball down, that was that was a great job. That was great cornerbacking. Yeah. You know, so I, I look at that, and I think Devin Bush is learning more on the job each and every week. Um, you know, those are things that are invaluable, the lessons that he learns, you know, that, that uh, he, he's going to – be putting under the belt here because let's face it if Vinny's hurt and he's going to be out a while this is what it is man and he's got to grow into the job yeah well you know you're you're going to get better by getting more reps absolutely uh, and it, with Benny or with Vinny down uh you know uh one of the positives that I liked was that uh 23 yard run by Benny Snell Very I would good. like you know in training camp and in preseason we didn't see that burst and seeing that burst yesterday, I wanted to see more. And, you know, depending on how bad uh, James is, uh, maybe we'll see a little bit more of Benny Snell. Uh, and, you know, Jalen Samuels uh, was uh, was pretty good. And so, you know, the, the we're, we've got a pretty good three-headed man- monster for running backs. And uh, I want to see them increase uh, their productivity. How about T.J. Watt? T.J. Watt had a great swat when he went when he pulled that ball out of the guy. About four plays yeah. before that, they ran a similar outside zone. He came with the chop overhand swat thing, you know, trying to rip the ball right. out. I saw it, um, and then uh, you know didn't think anything about it. And four plays later, five plays later, comes up, does it again. Only this time, he rips the ball out. That's just having great ball awareness right. and being able to be productive in the takeaways. I mean, he he's always looking. To rip that ball loose. I had a fan text me today. Was Devin Bush headed the wrong way after the fumble no, recovery? He just you guys shifted. didn't think so, but no. you know it looked like he was going to start a wrong way Corrigan, right? But then all of a sudden he said, "No, that's my goal line." Yeah, he had he, a curly no, he, Larry he just, Moe moment. He, yeah. he was wheeling and dealing. Yeah, yeah and, and the problem is sometimes when you get that ball, you're so excited to make a big play. And somebody drives you, you got to go backwards a little bit to go get around the edge. And then you go backwards and it gets worse. And you go a little backwards more and it gets worse. At some point, you got to realize, okay, now I'm, be- I'm being self destructive here. Got to turn around and-, and get what I can. Yeah. I also thought it was a good day for Vance McDonald. Not that he can control if the ball's going to him, but the two touchdowns, he just seems so confident. And he was, Wolf, going back to your point of the O-line, maybe stepping up when Mason went in. You really saw that switch go for Vance, I think, knowing that Mason was the quarterback and not Ben. No question about it. You know, I mean, you've got to come up and make a play for your guy. I mean, Ben will tell you, I got guys, you got to make a play for me. Sometimes quarterback's a little rough. You got to make a play for me, and sometimes the receivers are a little rough. And the quarterback's got to make a play for him, right? You know, and it's just one of those things. And, I, and I'm sure Vance, being a veteran, you understand the the value of making that play, stepping up your game a little bit. It's a mental thing. It's intensity. It's focus. But coming through in big time moments, that's habitual for big time players. And Vance is a big time player. And the the other part of that 
is now uh, Mason knows that he's got a. Oh, there's uh, a hookup. Yeah, there. They, yeah, he, yeah. He knows. You know, he's got a uh, a, a safety valve in Vance McDonald. You got and, that mental yeah, telepathy. Yeah, you, you know, the you, know you got that. You, yeah, you got. Uh, ESP, not ESPN. Uh, I, was, <laughs> I was only third in my sixth grade spelling bee. So, yeah. It was that sixth and third. Can't remember which. <laughs> All right, I did some research, even though Bob Labriola, Bob Labriola always tells me that is against the rules. This wasn't really that hard. I went through teams that are 2-0 and right now. There are nine of them. 1-1, one one, there are 11, 0-2, such as the Steelers, 8 0-1, the Jets in Cleveland, they're playing tonight. That will be decided. 1-0-1, uh, Detroit 0-1-1 would be Arizona. So in terms of just looking big picture, knowing that you're digging yourself into a hole, Billy, are you optimistic the Steelers can still turn this around, or is this a bad position to be in right now? Missy, for me, the cup is always half full. I look at it positively. Uh, but this is going to be a challenge on Sunday. Tunch, you've looked at the film, right. and you said uh, uh, off the air, and I'm sure you say it on the air, the Steelers traditionally have not played well on the West Coast. Right, and uh, the last time they played well was when they beat San Diego on that Monday night football game. With, uh, with, the walk-off. With, with 500 fans from Mexico in right. the seats rooting yeah. for the Steelers. Right, right. <laughs> well, the job number one when you're digging a hole is to stop digging the hole. Right. You know, and this is an opportunity – Everybody get focused. You understand what's at stake now. You're 0-2, but you've got a new guy at quarterback. I, I say that, a new guy. I mean, it's not Ben, right? So you understand you've it's got – It's a new guy. It's a new guy. Yeah, yeah, it is. And, you know, but you understand now that every series, every rep this week starting in practice is going to be important. Yeah. And you're going to have to really <laughs> hunker down dog and be able to come after it and do better. You think uh, Mason's already got the butterflies flying in his gut? He doesn't strike me as a early on butterfly guy. I think I think he's been there, done that enough in college that it doesn't hit him until later. He's going to work and be, you know, and and try to compartmentalize. Um, he strikes me as a guy that's pretty cool under pressure, thus far. You know, I, I you know what you know when you have butterflies when you care too much and he cares much. You know, you also you know when the butterflies really fly. That moment when the coaches come to you and you know said, you're the guy. You're the guy. You're the guy. And so that they've said that. You're the guy. Absolutely. So, I'm, so I'm saying the butterflies are flying. Oh, you talked me right into agreeing with you. I'm <laughs> <laughs> you didn't even realize where he was going there. Oh, well. he did one of those Jedi things in me, you know? I mean, it just sucked me in. I don't want to say that I feel like it's going to happen, but I can't help but go back to the 2013 season when they started 0-4, the fourth loss, of course, being when we were in London, and Ooh. just the feeling of, of digging out that hole. But they did finish 8-8, and we almost made the, the playoffs that year. Right, and but. you know what? It's, it's a tough, tough deal. When you get down a couple, then a couple more, again, job one, stop digging the hole. Yeah, don't worry, we're not going to London. <laughs> Seattle was 0-2 last year. They made the playoffs. Right, that's right. Good you know, point, we, Billy. We were 0-2 in 89, and we made the playoffs. I All right, I'll hang out well. with you guys more often. You're you're the optimist. Be here. optimistic. All right, thanks so much for joining us tonight on The Point After here on WDVE. I'm Missy Matthews for Bill Hillgrove, Tunch Ilkin, and Craig Woofley. Have a great night, everybody. We'll see you next Monday.